Good afternoon. Thank you once again for joining me. Julian Campbell here. We've got another interesting show lined up for you this week. A bit later in the program, we'll have a couple of our Harvard business tips to help uh, build and grow our business. Also talking with Christina Sikiotis with our Minute on Innovation. But right now, we're going to have a chat with Kylie Smiley, who is a mobile marketing specialist on how we can use mobile marketing to help our business. Good afternoon, Kylie. Good afternoon, Julian. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you once again for uh, joining us. Uh, You're welcome. Thank you. With a name like Smiley in uh, marketing, it obviously works well. (laughs) It does. It it does, funny enough. It's the number one rule of marketing, isn't it? Always smile with your customers. That's right. Absolutely. Well, well, let's talk about mobile marketing. What what is it and why are you so excited about it? Okay, well, look, mobile marketing, according to um, you know mobile mar- the Mobile Marketing Association, is a set of practices that enables organisations to communicate and engage with their audience in an interactive and relevant manner through any mobile device or network. So that's yeah, as I said, that's the Mobile Marketing Association's official uh, um, response to that. Yeah, definition. So. Um, basically, it's really just about organisations, businesses being able to communicate, and these days, two-way with their audience, uh, wherever they are, through a mobile device. So what are some of the methods that uh, are common with small businesses? Some of the methods that are common are the ones that we normally see are appointment reminders, event reminders through SMS, if you're you've got a doctor's appointment or a hair appointment, um, outbound alerts like offers through SMS, and discounts. Uh, some businesses are using QR codes. We often see them on brochures and business cards to be able to scan, which then goes hopefully to a mobile-friendly site. And that leads us to mobile responsive websites, which are starting to slowly get more common. Um, I haven't mentioned mobile apps in there because they're not common with small business, okay. but they are starting to be taken up more and more. Um, so... Mobile coupons can, are starting to be seen as well, and um, list building using SMS as well through competitions, offers, surveys, like you see on television, where you have to text in your um, your vote, and um, and you know they build the list that way. Just just for our listeners, you mentioned QR codes. They're the little black square things with all squiggles over them. Yes, that's right. Because <laughs> a lot of people wonder what those are. Yeah, sure, absolutely, and and that's that's been a common issue as well. That uh, that they're not quite self-explanatory because they're usually put in really small areas yes. where where they're trying to maximise exposure. But a lot of businesses don't understand that they really need to identify exactly what's going to happen to somebody if they scan it, or how in fact they scan it. So, so why should businesses use mobile marketing as a significant focus in two thousand and fifteen? Right. Well, 2015 is huge. 2014, just going stepping back one year, uh, we saw a significant change where mobile search, online uh, internet search by mobile, eclipsed desktop internet search. Mm. So that was significant. Um, a local search increased significantly as well. 80% of smartphone users use the internet from their phone now. Uh, Google has a major focus on mobile. If you've got a mobile responsive website, so meaning somebody can mm. easily um, navigate their way around your site using their mobile device, Google will give you kudos online. 
so they'll, they'll, they might rank you higher. Okay. Um, and businesses. So, so can't, sorry, can't just you there. Sure. There's two ways of doing a mobile website. One is to have yeah. a reactive one, or or one yeah. is to have a separate mobile uh, website. Correct. How, how does Google differentiate between those, or doesn't it? No, it just Google's biggest um, issue is that they want to make sure that their clients have a great experience, no matter whether it's responsive or it's a separate site, okay. as long as they get a good experience. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry, I interrupted you there. <laughs> no, that's perfectly fine. Not a problem. Um, just a couple more things. Mobile investment, as far as the big brands are concerned, we're really going to see a significant change this year. And it's something for small businesses to mirror and to watch out for because they're doing the big advertising. So wherever they're doing the big advertising, they're trying to um, capture the attention of that wider audience. And uh, that includes small business clients and customers and prospects. So um, have, it's really important for, for small businesses to watch what they're doing as far as the mobile advertising and marketing is concerned because they're, they're going to be spending a lot of money there. Um, also, around 64%, according to Nielsen, of local searches result in immediate action. So there's a higher conversion rate with um, mobile, anything that's sold um, you know, via a mobile, so a mobile mm-hmm. device. And, uh, and a lot of customers, when they've been surveyed, increasingly prefer communication via SMS. Um, one of the things that people have always hated with phones is uh, telemarketing. Mm. Do, does that, you know, is, do we people feel an intrusion into their mobile phones now with all this advertising? Look, some people do, and that's usually a result of um, what I call thoughtless communication, mm-hmm. <laughs> where they haven't asked permission, A, and B, they're constantly uh, really pushing what what they're doing, but not giving really good value and not giving high enough value. So, And they're, or they're doing it too often. They're sending messages too often. And if people have tried to get off the list by replying stop or, or otherwise, some businesses haven't, uh, have had problems with that. So therefore, those clients who don't really want to be on the list are continuously getting hammered, mm. which doesn't result in happy. There isn't happy a, 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 I want to get off... Uh, capability on phones is there like you can for the telemarketing or like spamming for e- email you, you, you yes there is, there yes. is? well it's, it's similar with email mm-hmm. you reply you unsubscribe mm-hmm. and the same applies for sms marketing okay. Okay. so you should be able to by law they you need to have that just like email okay. that option available yeah because i'm often getting email uh, sms's from people Wanting to sell me a truck or something like that, which is totally, I'm not mm. their t- I'm not their target market. So, you All know. right. Well, they might have been sold a list that your <laughs> name was on. That's which the is, danger. You know, well, that's right, and they're they're in uh, breach of of the law as okay. well. Okay. Well, what is the easiest and most affordable way for small businesses to implement a mobile marketing plan? Look, it's uh, it's really quite easy, quick to to start an SMS uh, marketing. A strategy. So when it's done right, meaning within the law and mm-hmm. and the copyrights correct, it can be. It is by far the most effective way to get great results. I mean, ninety-seven percent of all SMSs on average are read, which is huge compared to email, 
the average mm. now is around the 10, 20% if you're lucky. Mm. Uh, as you know, we get bombarded with emails. And that, look, email is there for, you know, it's doing well for a lot of people and it's fine. It's just important to mix them both and, and you know, have, have all channels looked at, especially SMS, because of the open rate alone. Mm. And you'll be able to capture people wherever they are. Um, so, you know, it's SMS marketing is the way to really go with that. Well, in summary, a couple of main points from your discussion just now. Yep, sure. Um, if, if, my, if small businesses are looking to, to, you know, take a step towards mobile marketing, look first, I would suggest, at the behaviour of your prospects and clients now. Mm. What are they doing in common? What is their common behaviour? Ask them, do a survey. Would they like to be communicated through SMS? Um, and have a look at your website as well from your own mobile device. How easy is it to navigate? How easy is it to find your location, your phone number? Those sorts of things. Um, and, and to buy product, to buy services, how easy is it to do that? Uh, I would definitely take away those few things and look at mobile marketing definitely for 2015 or right now, obviously, it's, um, it's definitely the time and place to ride that wave with most searches and increasing searches being done from a mobile device. So why wouldn't you want to be in the palm of your prospect's hand, I guess, every, anywhere they are. Or in their pocket, yeah. Or Thank, in their pocket, that's right. <laughs> Thank you very much, Kylie. You're we'll have welcome. A, we'll have a chat with you again another time. That'd be lovely. Thanks, Julian. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Kylie Smiley there with uh, mobile marketing, and uh, as uh, she mentioned, it has eclipsed people searching on PCs now, and uh, it's only going to continue to grow. In fact, there are more mobile phones being sold in the world than people being born. So there's, uh, that's an interesting statistic. You're listening to Business, The Law and You on 2NURFM 103.7. It's 25 minutes past one. Time to pop over and have a chat with Christina Sikiatis. Good afternoon, Christina. Hi, Julian. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. We're going to have a quick look at the uh, one of the examples from the Business Review Weekly uh, list. Yeah, we are. And I thought we'd have a look at something a little smaller um, than the construction company that we looked at last week. So there's a company called Globecast Australia, and they, they came in the top 20. Um, they didn't come in the top 10 or anything, but they've got a, a, a fantastic little um, example of incremental innovation and a good example of a company not sitting still. So they knew that they needed an edge... For growth, they have a, um, a product called GlobeCam, and they, from about 2009, they would put it on the V8 sports cars and, and do the, the live um, broadcasts with the cameras on the sports cars. Oh, yes. Anyway, they decided that what they would do um, was put some transmission units um, on it and then have it, have it so that people, referees, sports players, um, could wear it. And they needed to have some pretty um, bespoke, I guess, solutions to, to satisfy sporting authorities, broadcasters, you know, it's all got to be the right, um, the right frequency to, to transmit to, to digital and everything anyway. So they, you know, after various approvals and everything, they've got a, a GlobeCam wearable device um, and they're now selling it overseas. So they're using it on horse racing, rugby union, rugby league, AFL, cricket, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and they've, you know, they've worked deals with Fox, Network 10, 7 Network, and they've sealed some overseas deals, one of them um, in, with the IPL in India. So I thought that was a really good example of a company that, that wasn't sitting still and that made just small, 
small advances. I mean, they're fairly big technical advances, I guess, with all the mm. broadcasting equipment, but not sitting still, moving forward with the product that they've got. And that kind of drew me over to, to what's happening with a lot of small businesses now, um, and I equated that with what happened in the music industry quite some years ago, where it no longer was fashionable to, to build or no longer um, financially viable, I guess is a better way, uh, of building big rock star bands. And what they tended to do at that point in time was they went, OK, we're going to create a series of bands that are going to have a sustainable income from music uh, instead of being the next multi-million dollar band that comes out of Australia or, or wherever in the world, they would make each member of the band earn a decent amount of money so that music was flowing uh, and everybody was earning a reasonable outcome, income mm-hmm, from it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, And that tends to be what's happening now with the rise of the entrepreneur. So there's a whole lot of small businesses um, emerging from you know from circumstances like redundancies or people are sick of their of their place of work they're sick of working for large organisations they have a dream and they have a purpose to make um, an idea real and they're venturing out and creating a business for themselves they're not all going to be the next Branson or the next Jobs you know the next the next huge entrepreneur but there's a whole lot of small entrepreneurs that will make very good incomes. Um, very sustainable lifestyles out of what they're doing. Excellent. And uh, obviously collective organisations help promote that to them. That's right, yeah, absolutely. All right, well, thank you very much for your time. Uh, We'll have another chat about innovation next Thursday. Look forward to it. Have a good week. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Christina Sikiatis there with our Minute on Innovation. Yeah, it's interesting too. We can take ideas from one industry or one way and move them into another way. Well, we've got time for a couple of our Harvard Business Review tips. This one is an important one because it says to set the right tone for a feedback conversation. Many of us don't like giving feedback. Uh, The first few moments of a feedback session are crucial. The initial signals you send out with will influence the recipient's attitude throughout the rest of the conversation. There's no foolproof formula for a feedback discussion, but here's a few principles that will help. Firstly, sit without physical obstacles such as tables or desks between you. Secondly, adapt your communication style. For example, if the recipient is a very social person, spend a few minutes talking casually about starting the feedback session before starting the feedback session. Next, think of yourself as an experienced teacher. Show confidence in your guidance, but don't be patronising or judgmental. Then consider the person's point of view and perspective. Try to understand who she or he is and how she or he wants to grow. And then imagine yourself in his or her shoes. Consider what you would need to hear in the conversation in order to walk away feeling ready to change. So that's interesting points there, isn't it? Also, we've just been talking about entrepreneurs, why some choose the road to entrepreneurship. Young people with a good balance of skills and social contacts, including school, business, family and friends connections, are much more likely to aspire to become entrepreneurs than those with specialised skills and narrow sets of contacts. Uh, So says uh, an organisation in uh, Switzerland, Uh, and they have drawn on data from more than 2,000 German young people, the researchers say that well-balanced individuals prefer entrepreneurship because they sense they would be more successful at it. Those with narrow sets of skills and contacts tend to prefer and are better suited to becoming employees. It's an interesting little idea about entrepreneurs there. 
Well, we heard earlier when we were talking about digital marketing, or I should say mobile marketing, how important our website is. And just a reminder, we've talked about on the program before, there is the digital enterprise program being run by the Hunter Region BEC. It is a government-sponsored program designed to help small businesses get an online presence. It's a series of 10 workshops, and uh, they started uh, this Wednesday night at Morissette or on every other, every fortnight at Morissette and they're actually starting next week at Nelson Bay on a Wednesday night as well. So if you want more information about that, you can go to www.switchedonhunter.com.au That's www.switchedonhunter.com.au Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you've enjoyed the program. We've looked at the growth of mobile marketing and the way that's going to continue to proceed with Kylie Smiley. A couple of ideas on innovation with Christina Sikiotis. In a moment, Jane Klein will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. And next week, we'll have our minute on innovation with Christina. We'll discuss some public liability insurance with Stephen Markey and some more business and legal news and views that might affect your business. I'd love your company again for business, the law and you at the same time next week. Until then, have an exciting and prosperous week. And as Leo Burnett once said about marketing, make it simple, make it memorable, make it inviting to look at and make it fun to read.